This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns Podcast. It has been a couple of weeks. It's kind of in the middle of several shooting seasons and all that kind of stuff for us on in Texas anyway. I don't know how it is in your area, but... I mean, once again, it's not the same culture up here. We don't do the whole, it's Thanksgiving, let's go shoot something. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do know some people who will hunt their own turkey, but other than that, that's really about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind hunting turkey, because uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's just a big chicken. <laughs> and uh, I eat the shit out of chicken. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as far as dressing down a deer or anything like that, and we always talk about this, and I always make the disclaimer, because I'm sure, like, somebody is going to, to take a snippet out of this cast one day, or out of a cast that I'm on, and going, oh, I don't hunt, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I don't hunt, not because I'm against it, I don't hunt because I'm lazy. I don't like dressing. I don't like dressing deer. I don't like sitting there waiting for things. I want to shoot stuff, not hunt stuff. You know, there's a there's a difference. I just want to blast things. Um, but we did have a turkey come across. Uh, I don't know. This is a suicidal turkey. I don't know whether he was depressed, <laughs> or, or maybe his life didn't turn out like he thought it would, or like his girl left him, his hen left him. I don't know what happened. But we're out there shooting skeet. And it was turkey season, and uh, both of us have a hunting. Both my father and, and I have a hunting license. Uh, we always get them renewed and stuff like that in case we may have to go on a hunt with one of our friends or something like that. And this turkey just comes out of the woods and blah, 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 you know, just, just a big ass tom. And I'm like, what is he doing? He's <laughs> this is a suicidal turkey. We had like three other shooters with us. <laughs> They all, we're all looking at each other because we have birdshot in the gun. He is less than 50 <laughs> yards away from us. We're all like, what is he? What is, what, does he want a firing squad? What is it? I guess he's dinner. <laughs> the guy's standing like 15 feet next to me because we're all shooting clays to see who can, who can pop what the fastest. And he's like, Okay, well, somebody's got to do something about this because he's just standing right there. We all have active hunting licenses. We all have stuff. And one of our you, friends... Now, now, if you didn't have hunting licenses, are you allowed to claim that the turkey charged you? <laughs> I, I Well, the, I, was, I took heart because as it happened, we're friends with the game warden in our area. And he was shooting not 20 oh, feet makes, to the right of us. Or to the left of us. Yeah. The game warden's like... Well, that little bastard's live, isn't he? <laughs> and uh, he, he's like, I'm going to load. Because uh, I, I think in, in where in the county or the state that I live in, if you're going to do bird like that, you need to use steel shot. Now, because of where we are in the time of year, that, that, it is, that, that, that's because you don't want to eat lead shot. Yeah. Um, but because of the time of year, it is we always have a couple of steel like I have a slug for protection and a steel shot in the vest or the loops of my vest. So I slid one in and uh, the guy to my right beat me to it. And about the time I got the shell jacked into the chamber, I heard boom. And that was it. 
So, so you got a, you got a, you got a death rattle out of it. Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> and the game. Everybody looks to the game board and was like, "Is that okay? Are we getting interested? Like anything?" Because all of us, you know, were shooting guns with no plugs in them, but we didn't have any extra. Like we we quickly jacked the shells out of our gun and stuff like that. He goes, "That turkey wanted to die, gentlemen." <laughs> but. Uh, you, you helped him along his path. Yes, yes. So uh, uh, Bill got the uh, he, he got the turkey, and 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 we all had some. <laughs> he was he was a big damn tom. I don't know like what this thing. I mean, you he must have heard shotguns going off for the past half hour. Like it's not like we were quiet. Okay, they didn't have silencers on them. You could hear them for half a mile. I don't like. What are you doing, stupid bird? <laughs> Maybe he just kind of went. You know what? It's it's Thanksgiving season. I can either just get this over with, <laughs> or somewhere along the line, somebody can grab me, stick me in a cage, chop my head off, and I'll still run around for a little while. And you know, it, it'll be that bullshit. He may have just decided he's just ready to get it over and done with. I I, I could be. I mean, cause and we... then and then again, maybe somewhere along the line, we've bred into turkeys the idea that being thanksgiving dinner is something to aspire to <laughs> renew I mean, renew i, I mean I, I mean you know douglas adams wrote about that with you know the restaurant at the end of the universe with the cows that wanted to get eaten they would literally flat out come out to the table and you know talk about their different parts <laughs> yeah and, you know may, maybe we're headed that way with turkeys i this is it was the damnedest thing i'd ever seen you know i'm like this is either not it is really a stupid bird <laughs> Or, or this, he something has gone wrong in his life that he's decided to end it. Or, or, or maybe that you know, uh, death rattle was uh, basically turkey for fuck Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot nothing. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, but he was he was gone. Uh, that same day, we saw deer because uh, there's feeders all over this ranch and stuff like that, and and. We saw probably we all have shotguns, right? And they're two hundred yards away, but there's just like three of them, like a buck and two does, standing there watching us shoot clays, and it's driving my buddy crazy. He's like, "Did anybody bring a damn rifle? Anybody? Please tell me somebody. <laughs> I still have several buck tags. Okay, like anybody have a rifle?" We're like, "No, dude. All I brought is shotties. You know, I, I don't." I, and of course, you can't shoot a deer. Even with a slug at 200 yards, with oh no, with a shotgun, it's not happening. It's just, they're just out of range. We can see them. We just can't. We didn't have anything long range to shoot them with. Uh, so it was it was a fun day. Uh, the wind was blowing like 20 miles an hour, so the clays were all over. We didn't hit crap. I mean, other than the turkey, uh, we 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 were hitting nothing. I blew through a bunch of shells and stuff like that. But what was funny is, of course. November, December, every if it moves, it's pretty much in season. And like uh, upland game birds, deer, you know, like ev- everything's in season. So what normally is a safe bet? When I went to my uh, local big box sporting goods store, there were no birdshot left on the shelves because, of course, everybody's shooting birdshot right now. You know, it's yeah. it's pretty safe for most of the year if you're just doing birdshot. There's tons of it around because nobody's really using that, uh, and I, I'm just shooting clays, so that's it's not really a big hit. Uh, 
uh, November, December, and I tell people this, I'm like, look, stock up now. Buy several cases if you plan to shoot a lot because they're not going to be around in November. Like, come November, duck, you know, uh, quail, upland, you know, dove season. It starts with dove season and just continues on from there. You're you're not going to be able to find birdshot, which is essentially what uh, shooting clays requires, right? It's like seven and a half yeah. birdshot. You're not going to be able to find it. It's just going to be gone. Well, I'm looking for the sporting clay rounds. I'm like, it doesn't matter, dude. That's just faster birdshot. That's all that is. Instead of <laughs> 11 or 1200, it's moving to 13, 13, 50. I said, do you think that's going to do them harm when shooting birds? No, it's going to be fine. It's, if anything, it's going to be more, you know, it's, it's going there faster. It's going to be better. Well, there might be more cleanup depending on how far away the bird is. Yeah, well, depending. But it, it's, it's look, I got feathers. Uh, <laughs> Whatever the rest of it, I don't know. It's, it's poof. I, th- I think I loaded a buckshot in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, but there isn't any right now. And luckily, I have a small horde. Of uh, just just a, just a small one. Is about nine hundred rounds left of of uh, seven and a half. Yeah, birdshot. Which in shotguns works. rounds, that's a lot. You know, that's, oh, yeah, it's quite a bit. You know, that's several, uh, uh, you know, uh, green cans full. <laughs> yeah, and when it but when it comes to nine millimeter and two two three, that's when I start asking myself, do I need more? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's different different, different concepts there. Different together. concepts, you know. Uh, the I I continue to to do my my Creedmoor project. Uh, actually, I did want to mention this, and they're not sponsoring us in any way. Actually, nobody's going to ever sponsor us ever. But uh, I, I was mentioning I bought a Savage Axis uh, just recently, or got a Savage Axis just recently, and uh, it was chambered in six six point five Creedmoor. And the trigger on it is reasonably heavy. It's around six pounds, which is kind of too much for target shooting, which is really what I wanted to do with it. And I looked around. You can put an AccuTrigger in it, but it's 180 bucks, And I didn't pay that for the gun. So <laughs> I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> I just I just can't get there from here. So I looked around, and uh, surprisingly enough, M Carbo has a beautiful trigger kit for the Savage Axis, and it takes it from it, it's a forty percent reduction in trigger pull. So it takes it from about six pounds to uh, when what we measured mine at was three point six when I got done with it, okay. which is a measured difference. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's a lot better than a six pound trigger. Uh, so I think it was like five nine nine. And it reduced it to three six something. I had it written down around here somewhere, but I lost my notes because holidays. And well, I mean, and we're also not exactly known for specifics. No, no. But I I did do the thing, and they have a an oh, they have a YouTube video that just walks you through the entire thing, the entire thing from the, from the moment you pick up the gun to the moment you have it in and do the test fire with the with the uh, the uh, measurement. It, walk you through the entire oh, thing. Oh, YouTube, YouTube's a wonderful place. I mean, that's how I, my, my father, Smith & Wesson Revolver, that's how I learned to take it apart, clean it up, and put it back together for him. Yeah, it's amazing. If you have a gun, I don't care how old or obscure it is, somebody has made a video on it. 
on how to disassemble it, how to how to clean it, how to fix it, how to whatever it is. Somebody has made a video, and you're like, oh no, my model's obscure. Not obscure enough that YouTube won't have some kind of video on it. I I promise you, somebody's got one, and they've they put it. It may be crappy quality. There may be a hum in the background. But you're going to be or, able to, or they may have an accent that you find really, really tough to get understand. through. Yeah, yeah. There, there, I mean, there may be some of that. I mean, I I, heard, I was watching one in which the guy would have given uh, Troy from Swamp People a uh, a run for his money. <laughs> there, there are some southern drawls uh, on on occasion, and some of them are very dry, but they will get you through it. And uh, this one from from M. Carbo was was masterful i mean they they go through and just every step it's the the basic trigger kit for this for the savage access is really easy they're taking out the the hard spring putting in a looser spring a uh a screw stop or you know a screw stopper and then two washers and then it, this is really annoying in the video they go all right so we got some synthetic grease with ptfe and they say with ptfe every time they say Put your grease with PTFE. They, they, they always add the PTFE. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I look at the, and I'm like, okay, I, I have to figure out <laughs> what this is. And I'm going to try and pronounce the full name. It's polytetrafluorothylene. <laughs> polytetrafluorothylene. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Basically, it's a mouthful. But it's the main ingredient in Teflon. So they have grease with some Teflon in it. <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't you just say that? Because uh, th this makes them sound smarter. I suppose so. Either that or it's like a Q-tip thing where it's like a brand name. But, yeah, it's Teflon. Well, it, it, the other part about that is, is, you know, we don't really expect anybody to come to us for legitimate, you know, information. True. And whereas the, those guys are on YouTube trying to sound like they're giving you legitimate information. Not to say that they're not giving you legitimate information, but they don't want anybody going, they called it the wrong thing. You know, whereas some, whereas if, if somebody does that to us, it's kind of like, hey, they listened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We got a download. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we probably are wrong. That's our default position. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and this is part of the, the gun culture that I have found. Anybody with any kind of knowledge loves to snipe at somebody else who they think they know more than in the gun uh, biosphere, you know. And I start with, I probably know nothing. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure I know nothing. So, like, getting knowledge over on me is not difficult, right? It's, it's really not. I, I'm okay in some very, very limited areas, and I feel like I'm not talking out of my ass. The rest of the time, I just, like, it's like watching a tennis match. You know, I'll just look at this person arguing in this their position and then go over here and look at this person arguing their position. I don't contribute because, like, I have nothing valuable to say on many subjects when it comes to the firearms. But I did get a kick out of PTFE grease. Like, it's <laughs> it's got Teflon in it. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. You know, so basically they put shims on either side of the trigger to, to take up the play and then use this grease with PTFE uh to to basically uh, lube the sucker so it's a nice smooth crisp trigger pull 
Yeah. And I'll be damned if the damn kit doesn't work. It's 19 bucks, 20, 22 by the time you get it in the house. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. If you just want a better trigger, not the AccuTrigger. I mean, I'm not, I'm not shooting in competitions. I'm not shooting, you know, this isn't for keeps, you know, or anything like that. I'm not trying to, you know, I, the gun, I can't outshoot this gun right now, right? I'm just yeah. trying to get to the point where I can hold a decent pattern and the trigger's a little heavy. So a $20 trigger kit is freaking perfect. And uh, hats off to him for, for coming up with the uh, the kit and replacing the spring and all the things that it's it's like a spring, a screw, two washers, and a tube of grease. And that's it. That's all the trigger kit gets you. But it works perfectly and installs exactly like they show in the video, which I find anytime it works, it's sort of like uh, if you've ever, and I don't know if you've done this, I've done this a lot because I buy a lot of older guns, right? They show you how to disassemble your gun, and their gun on the screen just falls apart when they do the. Oh yeah, just do this, and it falls over. It just uh, yeah, no, I was remembering that with the Smith and Wesson because they're like to get the plate off, you just tap here a few times, and no. it just pops right. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Mine doesn't do that. I think it's broken. You know, <laughs> and, and yours well, is. The other, they don't, the, the other thing they don't tell you is is that they're showing you on one that they've cleaned and cared for when you pick up something that's been sitting in a desk drawer for 40 years it's probably little crudded up and sealed up i think this thing's chemically welded to the side of this <laughs> exactly i and you go through that you're like mine doesn't do that <laughs> you know and you get the rubber mallet and you start beating on it you know um that's that's normally how my videos go. Like, all right, now just slide this off. Oh, it doesn't slide, dude. It doesn't even move. I'm not sure it's not welded. You know, <laughs> I'm going to have to work on this before I bend something. Uh, so, Or I'm going to have to get to this another way. Like, there's there's normally those those things. Like, the um, my favorite ones where I first uh, uh, did this was on the Springfield 67Hs, or Springfield 67 pump-action shotguns. Yeah. They are notorious for the center pin in the receiver not coming out it's just not coming out it's under it's been like 50 60 years uh people don't often take that trigger group out because there's no real need to and if you want to fully clean the gun you don't really need to do that that often and so they just leave them in there because it's a pain in the ass to get them out well after 50 60 years it's not coming out so (laughs) so you're you're like I don't. I guess. I guess that's staying in. I guess it's just never moving. So, but you have to do it to get the gun apart and clean it and get all the rest of the stuff. So, I got really good at figuring out how to get pins out of receivers without them moving. You know, and if they and, didn't and you know, there, there are some of us out here who are a little, just a tad less dedicated, who think that that's why they make the. Uh, powder blast and spray solvent with those nice little wd-40 tubes so you can just go around those things versus actually having to get them out <laughs> i'll just and see i think that's what people do right and then they're like yeah oh, this no, gun's no, kind no, of a pain no, in the no, ass no. i'm gonna sell it <laughs> it's a it's exactly what people do i know i do it <laughs> and so when i get it i'm like well this mother it's coming out now so I'll spend two days, like, you know, hitting it with penetrator for every every couple of hours and, you know, different penetrators and, and then beating on it a little bit and putting it in, in block vices so that I can make sure that the, and, and you know, putting 
blocks between the spaces of the receiver so I don't bend anything or anything like that and getting uh, going down to, to the local uh, Harbor Freight and getting hardened tap sets, you know, not the normal ones, hardened uh, tap sets and just trying to get those things out of there with a three and a half pound sledge and this little bitty dot, you know, tap set or a uh, 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 punch set. Where if you hit your fingers you, with it and you, you... You really wanted that pen out of there, didn't you? Oh, my God. It was this became a mission. so annoying. It, is, uh, it kills... Like, if I can't... If I can't fully disassemble a shotgun, it's not really mine, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I I get that mother down to the screws. Like, everything <laughs> apart. You know, I, a lot of times I'll leave the trigger group assembled, but if it looks reasonably clean. But if there's dirt and crap in there or crud, that sucker's coming apart, too. Everything. If I have a gun, I'm gone. I've gone through all of it. And 67s, which is why they're so cheap. 67s always have that pin problem. I've never, never, not once. I've owned like six of them. I have two in the house right now uh, that have not had that pin problem. And you're still getting worked up over it. Oh, they piss me off every time. <laughs> oh, I just I'm like maybe this will be the one, right? Like maybe this one will be better. No, never. Never, not once, has it not had that problem. And it's always the 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 little pin too. It's not the big one where you could get like a good whack on that sucker, you know, like a good punch in there, like a, a lot of weight being transferred. No, 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 no. It's the small one, you know. Where I'm pretty sure if I hit this wrong, I'm either gonna scratch the receiver, crack it, or break or shear the pin, you know. And on some of them, I, I can't remember if it's the H or the C or whatever it is. You know, we, we have some sitting on the shelf at the store. I'm getting you one of those cans of spray solvent and powder <laughs> blast and just no. I'm send it to you. Just, I just refuse. Because. I refuse. They will come out, you know, because <laughs> some of them on, on one of the particular models, and I can't remember if it's the H or the C or whatever it is or the B or whatever it is, um, it, the pin's directional. So you you can't get it out one way, and you have to figure out or remember, which, again, going back to my original point, YouTube is super helpful because you'll have some redneck going, now, if you don't turn the gun this way and push the pin out left, it's going to shear. It don't come out the other way. <laughs> you know, you're going you're gonna to uh, get one of those. Okay, uh, on that note, I will interject here, um, and it's just because we're talking about springs, and I'll go ahead and throw in my little thing as far as springs go. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the Walder PPK that I uh, that I oh bought, yeah, quite so, and, and and how much nasty kick that thing has. It does have a little um, bit of a sharp report. Four three eighty too. I mean, it's kind of like I mean, I, yeah. I've got a my my little uh, Sig three eighty is half the size. Well, not it's about a two thirds the size and half the weight of the PPK and uh, and even then still also has a fully metal construction and doesn't even come remotely close to as much kick as the PPK does. You know what's funny as I uh, the Bursa which is a PPK clone. Yeah. has more kick than my stupid Taurus Spectrum. Exactly, same which is caliber plastic. Tiny plastic gun and the Bursa kicks more. It really exactly. does. So, so as we talked about on the last cast, I ordered and finally got the a recoil spring with an extra four pounds of uh, of uh, pull to it. Um, and the part that caught me and kind of goes into your whole directional thing is when I disassembled the 
uh, the PPK to put it on, one of the things that was not in any way, shape, or form in the information in the PPK manual, it was not in the information regarding the spring itself, and at least seven of the eight YouTube videos I've watched didn't even bother mentioning. Oh, God, the spring's directional, spring... isn't it? Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> and it'll so, go on both ways, won't it? Oh, no, no. actually, it, it'll go on the actual barrel both ways, but the slide won't go on if you've got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, the burst is the same way. <laughs> and I, I swear, I sat there for an hour going through different things going, what the f*** am I doing wrong? And it wasn't until finally I saw something that's went, oh, you want to make sure you put it on with the tight side on the barrel. And it was kind of like, motherfucker. I flipped it over. Everything went on perfectly. Yeah, and it's like, there it is. <laughs> Son of a. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, I've had that moment so many times because uh, the, the burst is exactly like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a little snug. It doesn't seem like much. Because, like you're saying, oh, it'll it, go it, on it, either way. And the worst part about it is if you're actually – if you're just giving it a cursory look, if you look for it, you can see that one side is tighter than the other. Yeah, but if you're, but just, if you're just giving – if you're just looking at it laying on the desk without actually, like, looking for that, it just looks like a friggin' spring. Yeah. No, exactly. That's exactly it. And I I had that same experience with the uh, the Thunder 380 when I was putting that back together for the first time. I'm like, it, it won't uh, – you know, because – I'm sure the PPK is the same way. You have to pull it all the way back, seat it, and then let it fall, and it it seats the the rest of the barrel and your or the rest of the slide, and you're good, right? Well, you can't on the bursa. You can't get that some if it's on backwards. You can't get the slide on with the barrel and have it jack back. No, it just won't. Absolutely it not. will not do it. I don't care how you're he man, you're 007, It doesn't matter who you are. It ain't coming back. And you just you'll sit there feeling like an idiot, going, "I broke my gun, I broke my gun," or "I'm stupid." Like one of the. I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I, I, and, and here comes the part where I, I, you know, I continued to mess it up. I went, "Well, shit, I guess this spring doesn't work." I put the original spring back on. <laughs> had the same problem. Words and had the same thing problem. Uh, on the positive note, though, it really does take a lot of the kick out of the firearm. Now, if you limp wrist it, it's going to jam. Sure. But other than that. It made it a whole lot more of a pleasure to shoot. <laughs> you know, I. But, but, but getting there was a bit trying. Oh, I bet. I bet. Because it's, it's. Especially if you're new to it and you don't. Like, because I have had to. It has forced me. Jacking with these many guns. Uh, and especially old ones that have problems. Like most of the firearms that I buy or trade for or whatever, most of the firearms I get and disassemble have an issue of some sort, maybe more than one. And it has forced me to learn patience. And I don't have any. <laughs> and it's very... I, I, I can empathize with that. It's like nothing is too fast for me. You know, like, I, I don't have any patience. There are people with, my wife is one of these. She has the patience of a saint, that woman, which is probably how I wound up marrying her, because I can't think of anyone else who would put up with my crap. But I, I, I just don't, I don't have any patience with that kind of stuff. And you have to, it forces you to slow down, stop, or you're going to be buying parts. Like, I've been, I've been in that situation. I'll or, make or, it or, go. Uh, 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 
especially, especially, and I know that you've been there because we've had the story before, is if you're not paying attention and taking your time and being patient, you will be buying new itty-bitty little springs. Oh, my God. I don't know how many how many times I've been on Brownells just pissed off because <laughs> I have either lost or broken a small little tiny spring. Um, I have taken to, and you'll find this funny because it's, it's a very Sean solution to this. I'm not going to slow down. What I've done is I've, uh, if with guns that have those tiny little spr- the, uh, and tiny little screws and stuff like that, the, the, uh, uh, Browning auto a five that I have yeah. has a ton of screws and springs and little, you know, all kinds of intricate parts. It's actually a very complex, it's not hard to deal with, but it's very complex, uh, shotgun. I've taken to building a tent around myself. And it, like a little plastic thing, and I tape it around my midsection, and I got walls and stuff like that, and, and I'm, I'm in this big <laughs> bubble. So I know that when that's <laughs> let's go. Is this, this kind of like ratchet strapping yourself to a chair when you throw your back out? Yes, that is exactly it. It is like, okay. I will make this work. <laughs> it's in the bubble somewhere. <laughs> it is... And I heard kind of where the plastic went, you know, and, and it's like I've been that that obsessed uh, because I don't normally slow down. And I've had to learn to slow down and and look at what you're doing. And, OK, if that isn't coming loose, let's try and find out why. You know, is it stuck? Is it supposed to? Is there something else that has to happen before I do this step? And it's it's very humbling. Uh, cause, cause that's how engineering works, right? Because when you're working on guns and, and doing smithing and, and, or even basic, uh, maintenance work or, or parts replacement or something like that, it's basically mechanical engineering. That's what you're messing it, with. It, yes. And if you have any, uh, experience working with engineers, a lot, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them are not, con- they're considering how to make it work, not how the end user is going to have to maintain it. Right. And and the Germans are famous for this. Like, look at German cars, right? Oh, yeah. Enormously famous. Like, I had a German car. I had a Mercedes for several years. I loved it. It was a fantastic car. However, if you didn't do the maintenance, you are screwed. Because they design it not for, like, Toyotas are the exact opposite of that. They design it to be tanks, right? They assume yeah. you're not going to do the maintenance. So they kind of... Fix all that before it leaves the factory so that it has its best chance of survival. The German philosophy is a lot different. Of course you will do the maintenance because you care about your vehicle. And of course you will do this because (laughs) why wouldn't you? It's prescribed in the maintenance, right? And You did not follow the instructions. Stupid Americans. You know, they, they have very little sympathy for you, right? Uh, German firearms are... And the worst part about it is I have actually stood in front of a Mercedes technician with that dumbass look on his face going, what, you didn't do that? <laughs> well, obviously that's why you're having this problem now, you know? And and you'll, and it's very frustrating, you know, because if you've ever had a, a very reliable vehicle, you know, like I, I, I had a Toyota Corolla with 400,000 miles on it. I think I might have changed the oil four times. Um, it's it just uh, like uh, they, they just go, you know, <laughs> they, 
They, I, I, I've I've had two Jeeps up to three hundred thousand miles. Yeah, I mean, it, when you have reliable reliable vehicles like that, you're like, why isn't everything like this? You know, I I I'll be honest. I traded the freaking Mercedes in on a Camry. I did. I did do that. Freaking Mercedes E Class. The, the even the AMG. It was a beautiful car. Nope. Toyota Camry. <laughs> I just got tired of the maintenance. I really did. And, and for your next segment on car guys. Oh yeah. It's but but guns are a lot like that. Uh there are some guns that are a little finicky and they require maintenance. The uh the Smith uh uh Model 1000 12 gauge shotgun. Uh it's a beautiful gun. It is the softest shooting 12 gauge we own between me and my father and my brother. It is beautiful to look at. It is soft and elegant and wonderful to shoot. It is a pain in the ass to clean. <laughs> and, and my brother wanted it. He's like, can I, can I can I buy that from you? I'm like, actually, no. No, you can't. <laughs> because you're going to be here tomorrow going with the, how do, how do I do that? Because it is going to be awful for you to clean. You won't, you won't like it. You won't do the maintenance on it. You won't take this plunger out. You won't clean it like it's, and it's going to jam on you and it's going to break, right? The reason these break is because you didn't, they, people don't take care of them. And, and the, the normal hit it and clean it and spray it down with oil thing doesn't work with a Smith Model 1000. And Buona saw it and he fell in love with the gun. It's easy to fall in love with that gun. It really is. It's, it's so easy to shoot and so beautiful that you're just like, ah, I'm going to have to have one of those. So he bought mine. Actually, I gave it to him for Christmas. Um, He's like, can I have that as a Christmas present? I'm like, seriously? Do you know what cleaning this is like? Let me run you through it one time. And I did, and he's like, wow, that's really involved. Can I have it now? <laughs> and I'm like, if you're willing to do this, I said, if you break this gun, he goes, no, no, I'll do it. You know, I'll do, I'll do the maintenance. I'm like, okay. You know, but that's what a lot of these guns take. And like, uh, for instance, the Bursa is so rugged it is so now once you get over that spring thing because it's a capture it's not a captured spring right so you you have to kind of and i know the ppk is the same way you kind of get a grip on it you know grab it by the scruff of the neck and yank it back and make sure the spring's right and then push it down and let it forward and it's people on the videos make it look super easy it's not (laughs) well I, i i tell you what um i have found out that it is guaranteed to happen that if I ever look at somebody in the gun store and say, oh, yeah, these are real simple to take down, that I will not be able to get the slide off. I will not. (laughs) I I swear this never happens. And it doesn't matter what it is. Glocks, which are easy as all hell. I mean, hell, Berettas, you know, you you just flick a switch and the whole slide comes off anyway. And I've done that. And I've had it not work. you know, I was sitting there trying to show somebody how to take down a 320 one time, and I'm sitting there going, dude, I have two of these at home, and I, I have no clue what I'm doing wrong here. I, You know, I, I've I've always been amazed at my ability to screw something up like that. I, I really no, have. I, yeah, if I say the words, oh, yeah, it's simple, watch this, it, it, there's no way it's going to work. Oh, yeah. No, it's terrible. In, in every conceivable way, it is broken. On behalf of Jake and I and the screw-ups that we are, we are going to end it uh, here for this cast today. we got another cast coming for you next week. And you guys be safe. Have a great holiday. Collect some guns. Collect some firearms. Restore some guns, some firearms. And 
Have a safe holiday. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.